My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by the number one golf app in the business, 18 Birdies. This is the FedEx St. Jude Classic. Let's get going. What's up, golf addicts? David Barnett here of the Tour Junkies. Thanks for downloading this week's podcast for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. We're a day late here just because we wanted to see everyone who withdrew today due to the U.S. Open qualifier. So we're going to deliver a fantastic podcast for you tonight. We give you our picks, our fades, our sleepers. We're going to talk some GPP strategy. We give you some cash plays. We give you some guys that we think are values over on Fantasy Draft. It's just a good time. We're going to talk about the member guest event that me and Pat have coming up and the things that I am most afraid of going into the week. You're going to want to pay attention to that. We're going to tell you how you can win a brand new tailor-made driver in the wrapper free from us. It's very, very simple, so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, it's a good show. We have a good time. Hope you guys enjoy it. As always, we are presented by 18 Birdies. 18 Birdies is an all-encompassing golf app. If you've not checked it out, you need to. They sponsor some of the greatest folks in the game of golf, uh, including Tony Finau, Paige Baranek, um, Wesley Bryan, all kind of great athletes and personalities. And if you download the app and use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, you get one free year of premium access. That's one free year of premium access at 18 Birdies. It's an incredible value. We highly recommend you guys check it out. There's no commitments after that either, so I think you'll find it worth your while. For now, enjoy the podcast for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. Hope you guys have some green screen disease this week. Let's get to it. What's going on, golf addicts? It is FedEx St. Jude Classic Week, and the Tour Junkies are here. I'm I'm, I'm your guy, DB, David Barnett, not douchebag. I got Pat Perry here with me. PP, not the... Not your pecker, but Pat Perry. How you doing, Pat? <laughs> I'm good. Coming at you on a Tuesday, or Tuesday night this week. A little delay. Coming up on a Tuesday. Yep. Little delay. Um, but For I'm glad reason. we did it. And in, in looking back, yeah, I'm glad we did it. We decided to release this a day later, knowing that many would be withdrawing from the FedEx St. Jude Classic as the longest day in golf qualifier for the U.S. Open occurred yesterday. So we decided to wait. We don't want to give you guys a bunch of picks that maybe end up getting, you know, maybe end up withdrawing and then we're getting hit with all these messages and tweets and emails about, hey, you said you liked Adam Scott. Now what are you going to do? Like, so this way we have it all mapped out. Who's withdrawn? And it's Tuesday night. We've even had a chance to look at fansharesports.com a little bit and, and cop some ownership. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to make it a good show. We're going to make it a good show, but uh, we're excited about next week because next week is the U.S. Open from Shinnecock Hills. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. There are a lot of big names ready to go. Me and Pat are going to have a fantastic podcast for you next week as well as some other content, so you'll definitely want to be sure to tune in for that. Um, 
Quick recap, though, of last week, Pat. Um, Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff with uh, Kyle Stanley and Benny Ahn. Um, we, were both, we were on all three of them, I think. Uh, I don't know if we were on Stanley as much. We were on Ahn and DeChambeau, I know that. So uh, it was a decent week. It was a good, good tournament to watch. The Memorial's a good time. Bryson DeChambeau continues to be an elite ball striker and um, is, do, is getting it done with with that he's not putting that great he's just getting it done with that but it, was, it was a good tournament and um yeah any yeah. other comments on that no i mean i think it's just DeShambo's he's shown it all year i mean this guy is playing uh he's one of the better players in the world right now if you think about it i mean he's he's just every week he's he's getting into contention and you know what? I think we're going to see him, like it or not, we're going to see him in Paris at the Ryder Cup. I have, a, I, have a, I just don't see how Oof. he's not going to be on the team, but I think he, I think he will. Don't you think? That'll be interesting. I don't know. I mean, that, that, you know, that's something I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's something I'm starting to look at. You have to start weighing Ryder Cup points around this time of year. We might be a little early, but I'm telling you that PGA Tour players and European Tour players on the fringe of the current Ryder Cup standings are taking a look at that. So, it is something that you start to look at as we get closer to, you know, closer to August, September, um and some of these some of these events, guys are starting to think about where their Ryder Cup ranking is and um there's motive there's extra motivation there. So, and of course, me and Pat will be there, which is awesome. We are going to be in Paris. We've mentioned that before. Uh, also, we have some phenomenal Ryder Cup swag that we are preparing for the tourjunkies.com shop that is going to blow your mind. It is, I just can't even wait. We will have very few limited availability, but you will want to get this. I'm excited about it. Super excited about it. So there you go. Um, Pat, I, I, I'm trying to think, you know, we, you know, this is a big week for us. We have the member guest, my member guest at Champions Retreat. Is, it starts, well, we have a practice round Thursday evening along with the Calcutta and uh, then Friday and Saturday, five nine-hole matches, Team Tour Junkies, me and Pat Perry. We, had, we don't have our flights yet. I don't know what flight we're in, um, but it's going to be a great time. You guys really need to track us on Instagram. That's where we're going to be living most of the most of the time. We're going to be on Instagram doing IG stories. It should be a really good time. Um, we're going to do our best, and we're going to be we're going to have a good time. Uh, Champion to treats. I got I got I got to say is a pretty phenomenal track. It's in great shape, and it is hosting the first ever Augusta National Women's World Amateur Event next year. The first two rounds hosted by the Augusta National at Champion to Treat. That's where me and Pat will be. Um, it's going to be a good time. Pat, are you are you ready for that? Have you been have you been getting the game in shape? I, I've been getting I have the game high expectations. in shape. Yeah, I know you have high expectations. As a matter of fact, when we talked earlier this week, here's how I know you have high expectations. We were talking about practice rounds and things like that, and you started mentioning getting sight lines, and I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> sight lines. Yeah, I might, okay, I might have gone a little overboard. Sight lines. That. that might be a little much. It might be Man. a little much. I didn't know. I mean, I know this is a major, but geez, we're, I mean, uh, you know, but here's the thing. I will say this. I saw a friend uh, over the weekend who played champions and the national last week. He works, he works at the tournament uh, for the Masters, so they get to play um, after, you know, a few weeks after the, the tournament. 
And he said that champions, their greens were rolling quicker than the national. He talked about how just in absolute fantastic shape it's in. So I can't wait for that. I love playing on a course like champions in great shape, fast greens. Uh, Very much looking forward to it. Do feel a little bit of pressure. Um, But I feel like the game's getting there. It's coming around. It's coming around. I don't know about my sight lines. I guess I'll see where where that falls when we get there. But, uh, yeah. That may may have been a little much. I mean, listen, I I don't think you and I can win this thing, you know, but I do think we can win our flight. And and a lot of money goes to the winners of each flight. So I think we could win our flight and get to the shootout. But I do think in the shootout we would we're we're going to get hammered. There's a lot of good players at this. It's at this alternate club. shot too, which could, it is alternate uh, we shot. We might which, end up if we uh, like if if it's yeah. anything like the podcast, and we're not you know something goes wrong, we could get <laughs> a fist fight or something. But. I'm just thinking alternate shot with me and you would be like Bubba Watson pairing with Ken Duke on alternate <laughs> shot, it's, it's so and like if you had to hit a tee shot, I'm sitting there in a par four that I normally have like 160 in. And I'm looking at like 210, and I'm like, what the actual hell is going on here with this tee shot of yours, Ken? Yeah. It would be like Bubba, Bubba and Ken Duke. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so like, I don't have high hopes if we make it to the shootout. But if we make it to the shootout, we know we've already won some money, so that's good. You know, a couple of key questions in the air for me right now this week going into my very first major as a member at Champions is, you know, number one, what do I wear? You know, I, I'm really concerned about my outfits. Selection Are you gonna put for, out the script? The, the, yeah, the script. I'm probably gonna. I am gonna put out the script. I'm, I'm pretty close to nailing it down. I will guarantee you it will evol- involve some bad birdie golf. Um, it will involve some of that. It's gonna involve the Air Jordans both days. I'm gonna wear Air Jordans both days. I, they're just the best golf shoes I've ever owned. So the scripting is gonna be key for me. Um, and then Pat, I think you should put out your scripting as well. I'll put out my uh, scripting. It'll be very different, but I'm going to put it out. Um, yeah. I'm going to so, be me. I'm going to do, I'm going to do me this sure. week. Yeah. Uh, I need you to. Yeah. That That's one question I have. Another question I have leading into that, into this tournament is, you know, um, you and I are somewhat concerned about the Calcutta Thursday night, because if someone buys our team, we have to split it. We have to pay half of whatever we get we get bought for. Very concerned and I'm just about this. Slightly concerned that it, that someone in a drunken decision, poor judgment, is going to think that Team Tour Junkies is worth like three or four grand, and then me and Pat got to come up with some cash to buy into half of that. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. We'll be we'll be on Instagram maybe, uh, maybe um, showing that. We'll we'll let you know what happens there. And then obviously there's the on the encore stuff, right? There's the game, right? My, the question marks for me right now are basically off the tee. I, I really need to, to keep it in the short grass and out of, out of bounds. Um, and then after that, it's really my iron play. My iron play has been less than, less than par lately, so I really need to be careful of that. And then after that, it's really my short game with my chipping uh, around the greens. And then after that, it's really my putting. So uh, that's kind of what I'm focused on, and I have some question marks about next week. But all in all, uh, it, it, it should be good. I'm also worried about offending people. Um, with music, obviously, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I plan on asking every group that we play with if we're if it's okay if we have some music going, and if not, totally fine. Uh, I do plan on tucking my shirt in all week, so no concerns there. And finally, I'm I'm somewhat concerned about you, Pat. I, I just don't need you to embarrass me this week. So I need you to, <laughs> and I don't just mean on the golf course. No, I, I mean know what off you mean. the golf course. I, I think yeah. I think you 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 know where I probably am going to you know stand on the golf course. You know, yeah. we've played a lot of golf together. I've I've been pretty uh, 
you know, I've been an upstanding citizen when it comes to on the golf course. Now, off the golf course can get questionable. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. nervous. I'm a little nervous about that as well. As a matter of fact, I'm more nervous about that than my golf game. So I just gotta keep. Okay. I gotta just keep me in check. You know, everything's gonna be good. I'm excited. Um, we need a safe word for you. Like we need a yeah. safe word that when you hear that word, it's like you're. It's like, but it can't like be a word that I'm offended. Like it's gonna make me mad. It needs to be something fine. like yeah. But the calming word, you, like like. Um, White dove or something. <laughs> the problem is when you get hammered, you get mad at anything and everything. You and your brother, when y'all get hammered, you go from like Lou Ferrigno to like the Incredible Hulk. So, in like so we need instant. to recognize that if it's coming at some point, it won't happen on the golf course. But I know, but that's what I'm saying. I need a safe word that it's it's like when you go to a, when you go to a hypnotist show and they hypnotize somebody, and as soon as you say something, they're going to come out of it. Like I need you to. I need it to. I need it to be a word that penetrates your ear holes, gets to that little brain of yours, and goes to that little section that is the last remaining wrinkle and synapse of logic you have firing in your brain when you are hammered. To say, okay, now I need to stop. Yes, and I think and if you don't catch it, then I'm just going to have to hit you in the face. No, see, I don't want that to happen. So let's just go. <laughs> to, let's go back to the safe word. Let's not even talk about. It. So maybe, maybe the, the listeners out there can, you know, if they follow yeah, us on Twitter, go. they can give us a, a good safe word. But I agree. I think it needs to be something where it, it hits right in the inner soul, where I'm like the last ounce of just <laughs> rationalism. And you know the rationalism is that a word? I don't know, but it sounds like it is. Yeah, it does sound good. So, sounds like it could work. Yeah, that's I agree. Safe word. Okay. That's a good good policy to have. Um, the game's good though. I feel like I, I you know here's the thing. I, I'm I'm probably gonna hit some fairways. You know when you only hit it a max like 240 to 250 off the tee. When you have a if you can at least hit a proper angle, you really don't have. I mean you just you can't hit it far enough to be in a bunch of trouble anyway, right? That's true. Yeah, so very true. That's where mm-hmm. I feel like the game's at right now, and um, putting well, putting well, and you know I'm always good off you know strokes gained around the green. That's a yeah, good you, you're good at that. Yeah. So. All right. Um, speaking of golf game, if you would like to win a brand new TaylorMade driver in the shrink wrap, we will ship it to you. We talked about this on the podcast last week, as well as the Tony Finau interview that we posted. We have two deals going on for you with two different bookies that we started working with. MyBookie.ag is one that we've been working with for a long time. And then Bookmaker.eu is a new one for us. We've also been enjoying ourselves over on Bookmaker. And we posted an article last week on TourJunkies.com under One Groove Low, a great example of why you need to have more than one book. You need to shop the numbers. And MyBookie and Bookmaker are two great pairings because it seems like MyBookie really has has better odds in the long shot shots and then bookmaker has better odds than some of those mid-tier guys uh, they both bring different things to the table uh, in terms of better you know online mobile experiences the bookmaker's been around for a long time they take big money on matchups and uh, it's just good stuff you, you can actually uh, I did confirm this yesterday too you can parlay other sports with round by round matchups over on bookmaker.eu so you, if you like to do that you can do that you can't do it on the outright but you can do it on the round by round matchups um, so that's that's out there for you we're going to draw at the end of June so you have to have signed up for a my bookie or bookmaker account by the end of June and you have to make the minimum $50 deposit 
um, in either one of those accounts to to get into the TaylorMade Driver Contest. And just shoot us an email, info at tourjunkies.com with your account number, my bookie and or bookmaker account number. And just let us know you did it and you can get into the uh, you can get into that contest. Um, if you go to mybookie.ag, the promo code is tourjunkies, all one word. You get the 50% deposit bonus. You have to make sure you do that or you're not going to get credit for it. And then bookmaker.eu slash tourjunkies is the website bookmaker.eu slash tour junkies and uh there you go that'll that'll set you up there so if you want to hook that up you can do that you also get a cash bonus on bookmaker so up to a thousand dollars on your first deposit and then you get a cash bonus again every deposit after so that's what you're getting on bookmaker so check that out we'll try to put up another article um maybe this week but probably not we'll definitely have something for the u.s open next week a betting preview something like that um I know a couple of you guys won some money on Bryson DeChambeau this past week. You sent us uh, some screenshots. So well done. Well done. And now it's legal. So, ha yes, it's going to be legal. We're excited. All right, Pat, uh, I think that's it. Let's, let's, get into, uh, let's get into the FedEx St. Jude Classic, buddy. Why don't you hit us with the course breakdown, and then we're going to talk some key stats, strategy. We, we've got some ownership data I've got pulled up here on FanshareSports.com. I want to go through a little bit of that since it's Tuesday night. We don't normally have that. I want to implement that in the show tonight. I'm going to talk some fantasy draft picks as well as DraftKings. So uh, let's, let's get to it. All right, so yeah, we are at the FedEx St. Jude Classic this week in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC Southwind playing just over 7,200 yards. It's a par 70, actually one of the longer par 70s on tour. And this course typically plays as one of the hardest courses on tour year in and year out, and they've played here since 1989. So long time on this course. It's a great just old-fashioned course. Um, you got Bermuda greens out here. They should be in incredible shape. Um, they're smaller than average greens on tour, kind of like we saw a few couple weeks ago here at Colonial. Um, I think they'll run quick, but it's you know it's it's not going to be like super fast on these Bermuda greens. I think it'll just be kind of normal tour speed. You got Zoysia fairways with Bermuda rough. Um, you know, several of the holes out here, I think the players are going to club down. Um, actually, in 11 holes out here have water. Um, so there are a lot of hazards. Um, that is important to note. I mean, this course absolutely just eats up water balls. I think it's actually one of the most on tour as far as balls going in the water. I think this does mean you are going to have to be pretty accurate off the tee to avoid those hazards. And the Bermuda rough that I mentioned, because you never really know what you're going to get out of that rough. You can get a flyer lie. You may not get a flyer lie, but still, it's you know, and we're not going to get a whole lot of rain, which could be which could be a factor in that area. But I do think it's important that driving accuracy is key. Um, now you can be aggressive, and you can be rewarded by being aggressive. So, and that means with your length, um, and if the weather holds, and you get this kind of dry course that I think we're going to have, I think there you should put a little bit of weight in length, but. I'm going to be weighing driving accuracy more. If you look at the par fives, we got two par fives here. Those are holes three and 16. Both are reachable. 
Number three, though, does have some risk reward because there's water all down the right side of the green. So you are going to have to, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to play that second shot into the green, um, I, I would not be surprised to see a lot of water balls there. You got four par, par threes. The longest is playing about 240 yards, but it's a downhill downhill shot coming off an elevated tee. The shortest is a 162-yard par uh, the the 11th hole, which is kind of an island style green, it's it's you know they say it's similar to like TPC Sawgrass, but it's actually a little bit smaller, um, so not quite as big of a green as you see at Sawgrass. And then 12 par fours here, seven are playing between 450 and 500 yards, so pretty decent length there. Looking at past champs, you have Daniel Berger back to back in 2017 and 16. Uh, in 16, Mickelson was second to him, which is important because actually um, in 2013 when Harris English won, Mickelson was also second. He has incredible course history here. 2015, you had Selena's daddy, Fabian Gomez as the winner. Selena's daddy. Ben Crane in 2014. I mentioned English in 2013. And then looking back all the way to 2012, you got DJ who won here. So there's a little bit of a length um, guy that, you know, or a little bit of a length, a lot of a length guy that can uh, bomb it a out here. A lot of a length. A lot of a, a lot length. Of a that length. sounds weird, doesn't it? Interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, very much so, which is why I stopped you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, looking at stats, I do think course history is obviously important. You look at a guy like Berger winning back-to-back. Recent form, strokes gained off the tee, driving accuracy for me, strokes gained approach, scrambling, and proximity with these small greens. Um, I do want to note a few things that I noticed just looking at the last three years at this tournament, so 17, 16, and 15. Uh, as far as um, uh, like proximity was concerned, Berger was 7th in 2017, 5th and 16, and 9th. And Fabian Gomez was ninth and 15. So I think that tells you a little bit about proximity. Also, strokes gained approach. You had Daniel Berger 12th last year, first in 16, and then Fabian Gomez was first and also in 16. So if that tells you anything, you know, that is obviously an important stat year in and year out. Um, another one that, that I looked at as well would be, um, uh, you know, what was I looking at? Damn it. I lost track of what I was looking at. All right, go ahead, David. You, wow, you follow me up. Um, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a, a ball strikers golf course. To me, it's strokes gained approach and strokes. I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee. I like a little bit of distance. Um, I'm not going to pigeonhole just to accuracy or just to distance. I do think that, either one of those. That's what I was thinking of. By the way, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I strokes think gained off those, the tee. Looking at the last three years, Berger was third. In 17, fifth and and 16, and then Fabian Gomez was seventh in 2015. Yeah, so I think I think any kind of guy can can come play well here. I mean, Gomez is not a bomber whatsoever. No, no, but accurate, very accurate off the very team. accurate. Yeah, so I, I think it opens itself up when when you look at guys who have played really well here in in the last five years and gaining strokes, not just winners. You see a lot of guys, a lot of short knockers in there that just you know beat fairways to death. So I think that's that's very possible. Um, you know, here's here. I want to talk about this. It's the week before a major. It's a really crappy tournament, a, a crappy field. Um, it's not horrible. We, I think we've probably seen worse. Actually, I but think it's, it's better. Th- I may disagree. I think it's better than you think. I'm saying we've I, we we have seen worse this year, but it, it's it's not a great field. Um, everyone's thinking about Shinnecock. 
you know, contest sizes are down, all this kind of stuff. So for me, I, I'm probably still going to play the same amount of bankroll I normally play. Um, I'm not. I'm not advising that. I do think for me, uh, I'm just going to say this. This is just me personally, Pat. I'm feeling kind of frisky this week. I'm feeling a little frisky. I feel like this is my week to really hammer some GPPs um, and go with some gut plays, if you will. Mm-hmm. And look at some fact. You know, I, I looked at guys who've already qualified for the open. I, I'm kind of considering some of that. You know, a couple years ago, you had DJ withdraw after nine holes, um, citing a wrist injury. He was at Chambers Bay like six hours later practicing and then almost won. I'm not saying anybody's going to do that. I'm just saying this could be an event where weird stuff happens. So um, I, I'm looking at guys who, who maybe have a little more a little extra motivation to play not that i'm not going to play guys who are qualified for the open but i'm looking at guys who have a little more extra motivation to play guys who maybe haven't won yet on the pga tour um guys who are looking for that breakthrough guys who are looking to rack up you know fedex cup points all that kind of stuff a little extra motivation they may be taking it you know up a notch this week um that's just that's just me i do think real quick we need to hit some of the key withdrawals so far uh, I'm not going to hit all of them, but just the key ones so far are Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, Russell Knox, Ollie Schneiderjans, Lucas Glover. Um, who else? Did you say Patrick Pat, Rogers? Patton, Patton Kazire, Patrick Rogers, yeah. So those are those are kind of your key guys who have withdrawn um, to this point, and I think that's probably all we're, all we're going to see. So there you go. All right, let's um let's talk through this. Let's talk through this top tier, the 10K and above range. DJ Brooks, Phil Stinson, and back-to-back champion Daniel Berger. I'm gonna go through fan. I'm gonna give you guys who have never had access to FanshareSports.com, which you should, and you need to go in there and subscribe right now. Especially as uh, major championship season is is here and in full effect. You're gonna have two majors in the next month. I think you need to do it, but um. On Tuesday night, since we have some data in here, and that's what these guys do, is they curate all the data from around the DFS industry and talk about who's uh, who's getting talked up. I want to go through that a little bit because I think this is a, a good edge for you GPP players. Um, if you're interested in GPPs and and you, you got to have an ownership angle, that's kind of what I mean when I say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm ready to risk it a little bit. I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit this week. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little cray cray for this week so uh dustin johnson comes in currently as the second um highest in a start ranking so fanshare also labels these guys as starts and sits so people who say start them, people who say sit them. currently he is second on the list in starts and um phil is third brooks is one two three four five sixth um let's see stinson and berger left Stinson is t- uh, 10th on that list. So that means Berger's going to come in projected maybe as the lowest owned guy. Uh, he comes in as 11, 12, 13th, the 14th um, in, in overall sit ranking. Um, I mean, start ranking. So it looks to be DJ and Phil are the chalk. Um, Kepka and Stinson are going to be you know pretty decently owned. Berger might be a value. I don't like the form on Berger right now. Uh, just not a huge fan. I'm probably going to have some Henrik Stenson. That's who I like here. He doesn't have a lot of course history here, any at all, actually. Um, but he's in great form right now. Um, it just seems like a good track for him. He can pound that three-wood, ball striker. 
he's played really well lately and i he's been known as to be somewhat of a withdrawal risk in the past but i think there's obviously a clear reason why for whatever reason he decided to play this tournament he's never played it he doesn't normally play uh this week and i just kind of like the value you know um so that that's really the only guy I've got. I mean, I'm a little tempted to play DJ, but with the pricing down here and and some of the other guys down low, I'm just I'm not going to get that. That's not where I'm going to risk it is super down low. But I think Stenson's my guy. What what say you in the 10k and above range? So Stenson's the only guy you really like? I mean, with yeah. a little bit of DJ? Yeah, a little bit of DJ. Yeah. Well, I I agree with you on DJ. I think that the, the it's hard to avoid having a little bit of him, especially just you know, he checks the box and approach off the tee. Um, so I think that he's he's definitely a good play. But I really am focusing in here in this grouping on Stinson and then Mickelson. And I know if you look at Mickelson, Mickelson as far as the stats are concerned, it's it doesn't really jump out as you at you as being like a great pick, but. He has just absolute fantastic course history here. I mean, you look at just the last five years, he's finished ninth, second, third, 11th, second. So it, he's gained 55 strokes on the field. And there's a reason that he plays these tournaments. He loves playing the week before a major, and he typically plays well. He's won several times a week before a major. So I think that, and he's mentioned that this is a course that he loves playing. It's It's one of the... To me, it's one of the more you know underrated courses on tour, uh, and I think just because of where it comes in the schedule right now. Now this is going to be a World Golf event coming up next year, so you know our World Golf Championship event coming up next year. So it'll be a little bit different, and I think people will really understand how great of a course this is. But I do like Mickelson. I think that price is pretty is good there at ten six, and it allows you to pick up a lot of the guys that 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 I like down in that eight and seven k range. Um, I do think, you know, you talked about just kind of going for broke, taking some flyers this week. Berger could be that guy. I mean, you mentioned what Fanshare said as far as his ownership. Yeah, I know he's coming off two straight wins here. I don't think he'll win three in a row. But I still think this is a course where he can find his form in, form on because he's played here uh, and played well every single time he's played. Um, I like when you have a guy that's coming on the course that he loves and feels comfortable on. I think he can get back in form. Um, so I, I do think that – and Berger, you know, looking at stats, he checks the box and approach. Also, um, driving accuracy. One of the things I looked at is bogey avoidance and double bogey avoidance uh, because, as I mentioned when I was talking about the course, there is a ton of trouble out here. You have to avoid the big numbers. This course literally, I mean, it is one of the toughest on on tour as far as giving up bogeys and double bogeys. So I think that's a key stat to look at as well as who are the guys that are going to avoid those big numbers. And Daniel Berger fits that category too. So I think you can take a flyer on him, especially in some GPPs. All right, I'll I'll give you that. Um, The risk it for the biscuit play of the week for me is Billy Horschel. I'm going to play Billy Horschel at $9,700. The sixth highest price joker in this field, which I, I borderline throw up in my mouth as I say that right now. Some of you may have just swerved your car off the road. I apologize. Um, at $9,700 for Billy Horschel, is a, it, it's scary. It's scary AF, as the, as, the, as the youth like to say. 
but I'm I'm gonna do it. I uh, he's been putting the daylights out of the golf ball lately. I pray to God that continues. Um, and if his ball striking ways of old can kind of come back a little bit, I think he'd make a good play. I, I mean, I really like the nine K range. Finau is projected to be the chalk, then Charles, then Billy, then on in terms of ownership on Fanshare Sports and start rankings. So, and, and I like all these guys really. Um, I could, I, I'm gonna have more of of Horschel, and I'm probably gonna have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this projection on Schwartzel and Benny on because. I think it could fluctuate and maybe even flip-flop before lineup block on on Thursday. I think their ownership is going to be close. Uh, But I like both of them, and I may end up fading Fino. I'm I'm probably going to play him a good bit next week for the U.S. Open. I may end up fading him. Right now he's projected to be like the fifth-highest-owned guy in the field. That may be where I said I'm going to get a little. I'm going to get a little frisky this week. I may fade a big name and a guy like Fino, who I do think could play well here. And if you just want to play him, play him. But that may be where I try to gain a little a little leverage and pivot around him in those nine K guys. Um, I, I just like having a lot of these nine K and eight K guys with a weak field like this. I just want the bulk of my player pool to be guys who I feel better about in a tournament like this. I know it's kind of wide open, and you know it, it it lends itself to the studs and duds approach as the contrarian approach. But I think. You know, if you talk to sharp players who win a lot of money over a long period of time, like your Justin Van Zudens of the world, they would tell you that, you know, having a player pool that is built up mainly of, you know, guys who are going to be a little more consistent and low owned, which you're going to get. I mean, you can't roster everybody here. I think it could pay off. So that's kind of my my thoughts for the 9K range. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying about about Tony Finau. I, I do like him this week, though. Um, I mean, you look at approach, strokes gained off the tee, um, his bogey avoidance comes in in the top 15 in the field, also scrambling. I think I, I just feel like he's hard to fade for me, um, but I see what you're saying there. But uh, I do think I'll have some female. Charles Schwartzel is just, if you want to, to win money, probably play him this week because I'm not going to play him because I just can't stand him after what he did to me last week. And you know what? That's probably not the smartest thing to do, but I'm just I'm going to fade him. Um, so that means probably finished second here last year, by the way. Yeah, he did finish second here last year. So, um, but I just don't like his form, um, and he's really not. There's really nothing that jumps out at me as far as his stats are concerned. Um, totally with you on Billy Horschel. I I I think he is a, a great play this week. Um, you know, just. Great history, history here. That's yeah. that's what that's why he's up there. Obviously, yeah. yeah. That's that's the reason. But still, I do like him this week. Um, and then I think On is is probably my my next favorite guy. Just great recent form with that second place finish last week. Checks the box and approach off the tee, uh, bogey avoidance and scrambling. So all of those he's checking boxes. So I, I like some Ben On at ninety two hundred. I will have a decent amount of him as well. Now, I want to stop here for a second. We've got, uh, of all the guys we've mentioned so far, all of them have qualified for the U.S. Open except for Billy Horschel. Um, and by the way, Benny On is now in due to some of the withdrawals and stuff like that, how it's all shaken out based on World Golf ranking points, whether he makes the cut or he doesn't, plays or he doesn't. 
um, he will be in the U.S. Open next week. Um, so now he's in. So everyone that we've, everyone from the top th- that we've mentioned all the way through Benny on, uh, is in the U.S. Open except for Billy Horschel. He he can get in with a win. So just you know a little extra motivation I think for Billy Ho. I think he wants to play well um, and keep it going, keep up the form. Well, um, I'm surprised. I thought in. in- Maybe I tuned out and you didn't. You mentioned this and I just didn't listen to it. But you know, one of the things too on the opposite end of that is if you see a guy like DJ or DJ is the best example, I think. But if if things don't go well on Thursday, you could see a withdrawal. So that's something to think about as well. I mean, I, I did mention that you checked out. I, in fact, I cited DJ withdrawing two years ago. After uh, nine holes with I a think wrist I was, injury, I was yeah, I yeah, was, clearly yeah, okay. Good job, um, though. That was great. I'm glad you you pointed that out to yeah. Thanks to everyone. Uh, also, so far, all the guys I've mentioned that I like: Stenson, Horschel, um, Schwartzel, Benion, and even Finau over on Fantasy Draft. I'm totally good with. Um, and yeah, I got some. There's some guys down here later that we'll get to that I think present better values on fantasy draft than on DraftKings. So we'll get to those in a minute. But for now, at the top of the range, it's pretty even value on both sites. So I'll play. I'll play both of those guys. All right, let's start off in the 8K range, Pat. Let me let me have who you got in the in the 8K range. There's some pretty chalky guys in here too. It really is, but for me, it starts with Steve Stricker at 8,800. I love him this week. He is one of my favorite plays. Um, you know, checking the box in recent form, he you know he made it into the U.S. Open out of the sectionals and played very well on Monday. Doing that, um, played well in Fort Worth and also at the Players Championship. Um, his course history is good. Second last year, uh, checks the box in scrambling, driving accuracy, proximity, and strokes gained approach. So I think Stricker is just a great play. It's a perfect course for him. Um, so I, I do. I think he is. He's one of my favorite plays here at the eighty eight hundred um, price tag. Um, I like. I like some Charles Howell at eighty six hundred. Um, he's eleventh in bogey avoidance. He is sixteenth in the field in scrambling. Recent form has been pretty good. Well, here's the thing with his, his recent form is always good because he just makes every single freaking cut. Um, he's got decent course histories here, so I do like some Charles Howell. Um, I'm going to kind of keep it up above the 7,500 range. Um, 8,500. Why don't I you mean, just do the whole do the whole AK range? Tell me who you like. Whole you want the whole AK range? Okay. Yeah. How about some Affy Barnrat? 8,400. I like him, especially in GPPs. Top 15 last week. He's made 17 of 18 cuts this year with six top 15 finishes in those uh, 17 cuts that he's made. All right, hold on. Uh, let me stop you there. He is actually tied on Fanshare for one, two, three, four, five. The sixth highest start count for the week on Fanshare. Tied with Brooks Kepka and Peter Uline for um for ownership. So I, I still don't think his ownership. Barnrat gonna... may not be as as a, as much of a pivot as you think. I, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying he's he's getting talked up. Well, I didn't did I say he was a pivot? You said especially in GPPs, Pat, which would elude to you thinking he well, was I just a, a low-owned leverage play well i do think considering um i think luke list right beneath him is going to be a guy that's probably going to be um yeah, he's, he's the always... number he's the number one highest projected own guy okay so maybe he is a good pivot 
Anyway, screw yeah. you. I like him as a freaking GPP player. <laughs> um, who else do I got in this range? Uh, I like Harris English. Uh, obviously, has won here before as a GPP play. I think he's going to be lower, and he this guy's hit or miss every single week. So, but you know, if we're just taking flyers, I do like some Harris English. But he did finish T twenty at Fort Worth, so. He's got, you know, found his game a little bit just a couple weeks ago. And since the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I think this is a guy that you're just going to hate. So that's fine because I, I like when I pick guys that you don't like. Um, another Bulldog, Chris Kirk at 8,000. I like him. Strokes gained off the tee, proximity, driving accuracy, bogey avoidance, and scrambling. All of those, he's checking boxes for me. At 8,000, I think Chris Kirk is a, is a good play there. So... There you go. Who's the one you thought I would hate? Harris English. No, actually, I have some Harris English. I have him here circled, so agreement there. And and it goes back to my my risking it this week. I mean, imagine starting a lineup paying ninety seven hundred for Billy Horschel and eighty one hundred for Harris English. Seems high for sure. You want to jump off a bridge? So, but I'm doing it. I I, I agree with you. I'm going to buy into the course history. I'm going to buy into the weak field. Um, he has been playing a little better, um, so he he popped for me. I'm I'm with you. And and right now the chalk plays in this range, according to FanshareSports.com. I already mentioned Luke List, number one. Um, uh, Uline is pretty popular. Neiman is pretty popular. Affy Barnrat, those are the top four. Stricker and Charles Howell and Chris Kirk are kind of in the middle. And then your lowest owned guys in this range are uh, Ryan Palmer, J.B. Holmes, Harris English. So um, for me, I I like Neiman. I'm going to play some Neiman. I mean, this kid is unreal. Apparently, um, I've really had very little exposure to him to this point. But me either. But he's, he's obviously a, a freaking good player. So I, I'll have some exposure to him. I, I might be a little underweight if he's you know fifteen percent. I'm I'm not going to have that much of him. I like Stricker a little more. I'm with you on old man Stricker. A T two here in 2016. Um, he's in good form. So I like Stricker. Um, I'm probably going to go ahead and fade. Uline and List and GPPs. I hate to say that, but I think I'm going to do it. Um, I think Uline's it's a good in, fade. I really yeah. do. I, I think Uline's it's... in fantastic form. Uh, I could see him being a little volatile here, though. I don't know. Um, I could just I'm see more being... inclined to fade List than I am Uline. I think. I think see, Uline... I'm less inclined to fade because I mean List has played well on kind of club down courses off the tee. Um, I'm 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 saying it in GPPs now. Now let me say this because now we're at this this point. Uh, I, I'm I've been trying to work in a few more cash plays for folks who I know play cash games. So if you're a fifty fifty, a double up, kind of a cash game player, I picked four guys that if I were playing cash, here are four guys I would start my lineup with, and I would fill it in from there. And they are Steve Stricker, who you mentioned. I like him in GPPs as well. Benny on. GPPs and cash. Luke List, I'm going to fade in GPPs, but I think he's a great cash play. And Chris Kirk. I mean, it's another week where Chris Kirk's in the field. Guess what? That means DB's on Chris Kirk because I freaking love Chris Kirk. Um, so that's where I would start cash lineups this week is Stricker, List, Kirk, and Benny Ann. But in GPPs in this range, for me, it's Neiman, Stricker, Harris English, and Chris Kirk. I'm with you on English, man. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. Um, and I think Kirk, man, 
Kurt feels like something something new about old Kurt this this year. Like he's just he's having a few he's having like one or two bad rounds, but he's also having like two to three just really good rounds. Um he just can't put four together. But he's he's close, I feel like. I feel like well, this is an and, event he could sneak up and win. Well, and you look at his last four tournaments, I mean eighth, forty sixth you know, T eleventh at Fort Worth, and then fifty second last week at the Memorial gained almost twenty strokes on the field in those those four events. So I mean, he's he's solid. I mean, that's that's not bad at all. And and I don't mind that. Eight, I mean, in, in a, a field like this too, you know, you could argue he could be priced higher. And I like that eight thousand dollar price. So, um. So do you, sh- sh- let me interrupt this program because I just got a text from one of our key caddies. I know this is your favorite part of the show, Pat, but I just got a text from 15-plus-year caddy on the PGA Tour who just left TPC Southwind. And even though you, Pat, are grumpy about stuff like this, there may be some listeners that want to hear this. So he's given us some feedback on TPC Southwind as he has just walked off the golf course. Do you mind if I share that with the listeners? I'll hit the highlights. Please share. Okay. Um, Not much to talk about in terms of the greens. Just kind of average across the board. Um, Fairways, average to tight. Um, a little on the faster side should be really fast by Sunday with no rain expected, uh, which you kind of alluded to already. Um, not much rough around the greens, not much around the fairway either. Kind of average for Bermuda. Um, he mentioned that bombers can go ahead and have at it and rip away. Um, he said that. Memphis is not really a hot spot for a lot of tour players, but it does help to have experience with the Bermuda. So target guys who succeed on Bermuda surfaces, both on the putting greens and um, the grasses in the rough, dealing with flyers, things like that, which you and I kind of got into it about a couple weeks ago. Um, one of the questions we always like to ask these guys is, is experience essential or can first-timers compete? He says, first-timers definitely can compete. Not real tricky. You just have to know where to miss it when you hit it in the rough. Um, and finally, he says, um, key stats for him. <clears throat> um, he just thinks putting matters because he says that every week, but it, yeah, he's, he's, not doing what, every he's not time. doing what we do. Uh, but he talked about strokes gained off the tee um, and strokes gained approach, which we already said. So there you go. I made that short and simple, but... You know, I think there's some nuggets in there. Bombers keep ripping. Um, Bermuda experience, first timers you can feel safe about. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like the rough is all that gnarly. So there you go. There you go. Caddy insight. We interrupt this broadcast. All right, let's hit the 7Ks. We got more guys to talk about here in the 7Ks. A ton, a ton of folks here, Pat. Um, by the way, Chris Kirk, slight value over on Fantasy Draft. Slight, slight value. But more of those coming in the 7K range. All right, 7K feels a little weird to me because you got a lot of guys who, you know, that's why I really like the 8K and 9K range because I feel like you have definite cut makers. But when I'm paying, you know, 
$7,600 for Corey Connors. You know, I have him circled here. I kind of like him, but he doesn't feel like the safest play at $7,600, which you're going to get in a weak field. But, you know, that's why I just don't want a ton of my GPP player pool being made up of a bunch of guys in the 7K range. You could have, you can have all the DJ and, and Brooks and Phil exposure in the world, but if you got to have, you know, nine guys in your 20-man pool for a GPP out of the 7K range and none of them are real slam dunks to make the cut, you're going to be sweating and you're probably going to be screwed because five or six of them are going to miss a cut and you're done. So um, for me, I like Kevin Tway. I'm going to continue to ride the form on Kevin Tway. Um, The ones that I feel the best about are Kevin Tway, Trey Mullinax at 7,500, tied for 18th here last year. Stamped his ticket to the U.S. Open. Um, those are really the. I mean, the ones I feel the best about are are those two, and then at seventy one hundred, our boy Joel Damon, Gino Benelli, friend of the podcast, caddy, been on the show. He loops for Joel Damon. I mean, Joel's been playing really well right now at seventy one hundred. He's gained fourteen strokes in his last six events on tour. He finished eighteenth here. Last year, however, he's getting some chatter. He is currently the eighth highest start tag on Fanshare Sports, so it feels like a lot of people are going to go to Joel. It, we'll see what the ownership ends up being. I mean, I'll be shocked if Joel Damon gets above ten percent ownership, but he does feel like a pretty safe bet down at seventy one hundred to make the cut. So those are the guys I feel the best about. I have other guys in here, but Pat, why don't you tell me in the whole seven K range who are the players you feel the best about? Oh wow! So I, I definitely uh, am with you on Joel. I think he's a, he's a great pick. Um, I love some Chaz Reavy this week. I think this is one of those courses where he he can play well on. He's gained twenty five strokes on the field over his last five events here. He was t fourth last year. Uh, he's third in the field in driving accuracy. Also checks the box and uh, strokes gained off the tee, proximity, and bogey avoidance. So I think Reavy is probably the guy that I'm most confident about. Um, I do like Kevin Chappell, and he's he's a guy that's not coming in off a good recent form. Um, he he tied with Reavy last year with a fourth place finish here at this event. Gained 18 strokes on the field over the last five years. I think he though is is probably a pretty good G, GPP play, um, and he does check the box in proximity uh, and approach and off the tee. So I think Chappell is a good play at 7800 on DraftKings. I'm probably going to take some flyers on Braden Thornberry. This is a guy that Oof. is this is a this is a kind of a local event for him. He qualified for the U.S. Open on Monday. Um, he finished fourth here last year as an amateur. He's a pro now. Um, I think he's worth a GPP shot at 7,700. So I do think I will play. This is an ultra talented guy. I don't know if you've ever seen him play, but I have, and he is he is one of the next big things. Um, so I do like him at 7700 I know that price tag sounds weird and too high, but I think there's a reason for that. So I do like Thornberry. Um, look, that's the GPP play. I'm not saying like play him in cash because it's definitely going to be a risky play. But this guy I mean, he comes finished, in, He finished fourth year last year. That's what I'm saying. He comes in yeah. um, you know, as an amateur last year, finishes fourth, not afraid at all. Um, so I think he's he's definitely a good play. And we've seen with a guy like Jacqueline, you know, Jaco Neiman, who's been playing just ripping up the tour since Did he Did you just say Jaqueen and Jaco? Well, 
You know, you know I said that because I didn't know if I said his name correctly the first time. And then I was listening to a lot of PGA Tour radio over the weekend, and they kept like referring him as Jaco, which I don't know who gave him that nickname or if they just decided that was going to be his nickname. <laughs> but that's the thing I love about listening to um, you know either PGA Tour radio on like XM or even any broadcast is that I feel like they always are just like making up nicknames for people. And maybe yeah, it's because they're nice. like me and they can't pronounce their first name in the first place. I believe it's pronounced Joaquin. I believe, but I could be wrong. Mm. So good. So there you so go. So Thorn Thornberry, that's a good GPP play. I mean, that's what you're looking for—a boomer bust, low on guy. He's he's you know that that's I, I'm with you. I don't have him circled, but so those are the guys you feel best about. Yeah, pretty much. And now I think Chad Campbell at seven thousand is a, is a decent play as well. Whoa. Now look, recent form, it's whatever, but he's made eight straight cuts at this event. Um, he was T thirteen Byron Nelson, so yeah, at least he's got some decent form. We've got to come, you know, come in on. But there you go. Um, I already mentioned Corey Connors. He's kind of a guy I'm like okay on. Um, but honestly, like if you look at Corey Connors. First of all, let's talk about Ben Crane. You know, course history, Ben Crane, 35 strokes gained in the last five years here. Uh, currently, he is the highest tagged golfer in this 7K range on fan share. You know, I don't know what he's projected at, but I'll pass on a chalky Ben Crane. I think I'm going to pass on Crane. I just can't. Yeah. Too chalky um, for me. Yeah. So I mentioned that Tway, Mullinax, and Damon are my favorites in the 7K. However, you know, to me, if you look above 7,500, other than Mullinax and Kevin Tway, you really don't have guys that you feel that much better about than you do guys below 7,500K. Like, I mean, so I like Scott Piercy, Harold Varner. Um, Keith Mitchell is interesting. Back down to 7,300 after a horrible week last week. But we know what he can do. We know how he can score DraftKings points. Austin Cook has a really good record here. Um, Vaughn Taylor's been playing well, plays okay here. And then JT Poston, who, you know, doesn't have a record here, but he is a accuracy short game fool who's been playing okay lately. He's gained 10 strokes in his last six events. Uh, he's got a couple top 25s, I believe. Um, you know, I, I don't feel any better about guys like Andrew Putnam, Chez Reavy, C.T. Pan, Brian Gay. I don't feel any better about any of those guys than I do the guys I just mentioned. Piercy, Varner, Mitchell, Austin Cook, Von Taylor, and J.T. Poston. So those are, See, those are some other feel, guys I'll sprinkle I, I, in. I disagree there, but... Really? I feel much better about Reavy than I do Piercy. Coming in in terrible recent form. Um... HV3, I'm not, I can't disagree with you there, but. I, I mean, let's know. be honest. Reevee's recent form is not great. He's gained two strokes in the last six weeks on the PGA Tour. This is not Chez Reevee of January and February. He sucks. No, I just, yeah. He does but have then, a good history no, but, here. But when he, when he comes back on courses like this where he's got good course history, I think it, it makes more sense to play him um, versus a guy like Piercy. Who's just? I think Piercy's more of a, a stat guy for this course, right? I mean, he missed a cut here. Last yeah, he's a year. good. He, he fits the the stat category as well. I mean, I still think it's hard to argue that he's in worse form than Chez Reavy. 
He also just, I mean, I know it was a team event, but he won the Zurich with Billy Horschel. Yeah, I don't really, that's, that doesn't really. Yeah, but it means more than Chez Reeves' nothing since March. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he was 30th at the players. I mean, in a strong field event, that's not terrible for a guy at 7,600. No, but yeah. Anyway. All right. Anybody way, else? I want to mention one guy that I do think is a pretty good GPP play, and that's Sam Ryder at 7,400. Okay. I think okay. he is certainly worth playing. He's 10th in the field in proximity. Uh, text box and approach, bogey avoidance. And, you know, I think, I mean, his recent form isn't, you know, it's not terrible. So, um, so I'm okay. okay. I think I think he could be a good GPP play also. All right, let's button this up. The 6K range, I'm not going to have a ton here. Let's look at fan share. So right now there is an overwhelming favorite play in the 6K range on fan share. An overwhelm. He has three times the amount of start calls than the next player in the 6K range, according to fan share. So Matt Jones appears to be the chalky play down here. Um and then it's a it's a pretty significant drop off to the point where it probably doesn't matter. So Matt Jones may be if you're going to fade somebody in the 6K due to ownership, it may be Matt Jones. Um, but for me, I mean, I like the play. If you want to play him, you want to pair him with DJ and you know have some chalk and then mix it up. You can do that. I won't have a lot of guys here. I do like answer. I like Stallings. Stallings, you know, had. We just had him on the show not too long ago. He qualified for the U.S. Open. This is kind of a hometown event for him. He lives in Tennessee. He's gained 23 strokes here in the last five years. His form has not been good, but I think him and his his caddy, John Yarbrough, have found a little magic here lately, and hopefully they can keep the momentum going. I know he feels good, and he's planning on playing this event um, you know, all four days. So I think Stallings is interesting. Uh, he's the guy I like probably the most. Other than that, like – that's probably all I'm going to have in terms of like a GPP pool. That's it. So there's a couple of guys down here that are, are I'm interested in, but I'm not going to say anything because it's just not worth it. A- anybody else for you? There's something to be said for JP for John Peterson. Yeah, I mean he said he did say he feels really good this week. That's what he told us. And he, yeah, he's got two tournaments left to make his money, uh, and he's going to lose his card or keep his card. So. Uh, he's got two events, and he said he's going to go to commercial real estate if he doesn't get it done. So, <laughs> so pulling for J- John Peterson, hopefully he gets it done. Um, so, I mean, maybe a GPP flyer, maybe. If you're playing in a huge GPP and you need somebody down there, go ahead. Rip, rip off a little John Peterson. I think that's fine. Um, I, I mentioned that I had some fantasy draft values. I, According to their where they fall on fantasy draft versus where they fall on DraftKings, Chris Kirk is a slight value. Kevin Tway and Corey Connors um, and Andrew Putnam all kind of in the same range. They're all a value on Fantasy Draft as opposed to uh, to DraftKings. And a pretty significant value is Harold Varner on Fantasy Draft. So if you do want to have a little HV3 exposure, he's a really solid value on Fantasy Draft. Um, so there you go. And come play with us over there on the, in the Tour Card GPP, $25 entry. Check that out. Um, Pat, before we get to one and done, I want to remind everybody of the Chalk Bomb every Wednesday night. Listen, listen, the Chalk Bomb is, is you know, we'll be honest, it hasn't been great so far this year in terms of our picks, but it's the Chalk Bomb. It's, it's the guy that we're saying is the fade of the week that everyone else is playing, 
And everyone is, is playing them because they probably have a good record there. They're probably in good form, and they probably are a good stat fit. So it's not a shocker to see the chalk bomb play well. That's why they're the chalk bomb. They're the chalk because everyone expects them to play well. So it's not a shocker to see them play well. We do everything we can to find reasons why they shouldn't play well. And then we put that out there and say, if you want to gain an edge, here you go. They're going to be high-owned. If they suck or trunk slam, you get an edge. And that's important when it comes to winning GPPs. So, so there's that. But aside from that, the Chalk Bomb email is so much more than that. You get a ton of incredible information on game theory, and you get the 10 facts that help you make lineups and pick guys and rule guys out and bring guys back in your player pool. If you are setting lineups prior to reading the Chalk Bomb on Wednesday evenings, you're messing it up. You're messing it up. And if you're setting lineups before that, you need to read the Chalk Bomb and then go back and adjust because it's really good content and it's all for free. And the way you get it is you go to tourjunkies.com, you click on the contact page, you fill out the form, and just in the body of that form, just say, hit me with the Chalk Bomb. And, and then you send that email. You're going to get another email to your inbox. You need to opt in. It's a double opt-in process, people. So if you're not getting the Chalk Bomb email, it may be because you didn't opt in. So check that. Click the button. You should be good. That'll come out Wednesday evening. It's fantastic. Our boy Ben Little does a fantastic job on that. I don't want to give all of this away, but I'll give you a good tease. One of my new favorite uh, parts of the Chalk Bomb is what he does with the uh, with the betting lines and how the betting lines differ from DraftKings and Fantasy Draft pricing. Really good stuff in terms of theory and selecting players there. It's it's good, good stuff. So check that out if you haven't already. Pat, you, uh, you ready to get in on this one and done? Yes, I am ready. All right. Um, my one and done is going to be guy who um i never thought i'd be using this year but i'm gonna use him joaquin neiman is my one and done wow. or joaquin <laughs> you're you're jocko you're you're desperate <laughs> i'm very desperate um, yes i am i'm gonna go steve stricker okay i like it stricker and neiman it's gonna be one of those yeah very nice very nice um anything else we got pat it's a good week we got the uh the u.s open next week you will not want to miss that we may have it out early for you too by the way may have it out early don't forget to hit up the instagram that's at tour underscore junkies we will have some great ig stories live from champions retreat the member guest me and pat team tour junkies taking it down it should be a good time anything else bud man that's all i got I'm ready for a great week at the member guest and then U.S. Open. Cannot wait. There we go. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for putting up with us a day late. We'll be back maybe a day early for the U.S. Open. May your screens be green. See ya! Oh! Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody Ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Somebody to love Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Point out the colors of you. I see them too, and boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We way too fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. I just want you to come with me. 
With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.